Hello, everyone. This is Adam Meister, the Bitcoin Meister, the Disrupt Meister. Welcome to this very special edition of This Week in Bitcoin. Today is February the 22nd, 2019. Strong hand. Long-term thinking, value your wealth in Bitcoin. Bitcoin, the apex predator, offended by selling. Okay, it is unconfiscatable. We've got a very special uh, guest on today. He's unconfiscatable. He's the apex predator of uh, Bitcoin guests. Simon Dixon is the panel today. Welcome to the show, Simon Dixon. Always good to be here, Adam. Thanks for having me again. Okay, so it's been it's been a nice week in Bitcoin, been a nice week in crypto. Let's go over some of the bigger stories at first, then we'll get into the nitty gritty. Um, a lot of people are excited because Elon Musk and uh, Jack Dorsey are talking about Bitcoin. Personally, one person does not make Bitcoin. They could start talking bad about Bitcoin for all I, all I care. It could happen at any moment. You can't put too much stock. But still, people get excited in it. So, uh, what do you what do you say about Jack Dorsey and Elon Musk and other celebrities talking Bitcoin? Well, um, I think Jack Dorsey is more significant for a few reasons. Because, um, firstly, he's not just talking about it; he's doing it. Um, he's actually opening up Lightning channels. Um, he's discussing possibilities for Stripe integration. Um, they already are a, a company that allows for merchants to accept Bitcoin uh, for payments. He's a CEO of both Twitter and um, Stripe. Um, and also he's investing his cold hard cash into Lightning Labs. Um, and uh, he's passing the torch and he's actually getting in the trenches. So I think um, Jack Darcy being involved um, is, is a really, really um, good sign of times. Um, I think it is an important thing. Um, at the end of the day, the founder of Twitter, Twitter is one of the, you know, the most um, largest traffic social media platforms in the world behind Facebook. Um, and if the founder is um, professed to be a Bitcoin maximalist and he believes that Bitcoin is going to be the native currency of the Internet, while we all might discuss that and believe that and been saying that for years, um, Jack Darcy actually has the clout and the ability to put that into one of the largest social networks in the world, open lightning channels. And I think it's, um, it's incredibly um, bullish sign. I, you know, I remember the days when the price of Bitcoin used to move based upon Bob Baker in, um, in, in somewhere in some obscure location except in Bitcoin. Um, now we've got Twitter, the CEO of, uh, you know, Jack Darcy, the CEO of Twitter, investing in Lightning Labs, opening Lightning channels, discussing the integration with Twitter and Stripe. Um, and yet uh, the price doesn't really move. And that's a, that's a good sign of the maturity. Um, but these are all long-term things that are actually going to have significant impact um, on it. Now, Elon Musk is um, always an interesting one because he is a futurist. Um, he is actually crazy. Um, some of the companies and value he's brought to the world. I'm a big fan of Tesla. I've got one myself. I um, think it's the best car in the world. So I've got a bit of a bias um, towards uh, the brands that I like and and. Uh, and so I get, a, you know, although, but he's just talking about it. Now, what was interesting is uh, it, when, when Elon Musk talks about these things, he brings up a whole debate around energy efficiency because obviously Tesla was built around, um, uh, you know, disrupting legacy systems with uh, petrol and gasoline and, 
uh, replacing it with electricity. Um, and so he, I think he had a bit of a PR angle where he really wanted to um, speak uh, well about Bitcoin. Um, but also there's this whole debate around the energy efficiency of Bitcoin. Um, I was in Cancun and happened to um, meet Seyfedina Moose because uh, he was there as well. And he's got some really interesting research on the, on the whole um, electricity argument and the efficiencies. But I think with Elon Musk, he could only mention it, but he had to caveat it with uh, because he could see the big press and, and headlines coming around this whole energy efficiency debate in Bitcoin. Hmm. So, okay. Jack Dorsey, he's for real. He's he, but uh, Elon, he's uh, doing it for, he's got ulterior motives perhaps. Who knows? Um, good. I'm, I'm glad to hear this. And I was, in, wow, you've got a Tesla. I mean, everybody knows I talk about Tesla 2021 on this channel. Oh, <laughs> but yeah, you've got you've got Tesla in uh, 2019 already. They're, they are fun cars, though. That, that is, yeah, uh, purchased, purchased with Bitcoin, but unfortunately, Tesla wouldn't accept the Bitcoin. I had to go via a fiat. Mm, okay, so Elon's company wouldn't accept the Bitcoin. Now, let's get Jack's company to... Uh, accept the Bitcoin here on Twitter to, to integrate it. And and speaking of that, there's something well sort of like that going on, this tipping.me. Tipping .me. Um, you've played around with it. What, what exactly is it? Um, so it, we're hitting that interesting in this time in Bitcoin now. It, it's really bizarre how Bitcoin goes through its cycles. Um, it feels right now with the Lightning Network how Bitcoin fell right in the beginning when everyone was creating these these strange obscure applications to try and really support bitcoin adoption and to give people a way to use their bitcoin um, and i remember in in the early days there was a tremendous energy around micropayments and bitcoin serving the use case of micropayments now what's really interesting is that uh, lightning seems to have re-energized um, that energy of um, help people creating applications to support merchant adoption uh, because of the, the benefits of the, the lower transaction fees and the speed and efficiency. And I think people are getting re, you know, um, I think over, over Bitcoin's history, as uh, people started to realize that Bitcoin might not serve the exact use case that they originally thought it would serve, um, and the rhetoric around it becoming a store of value came came out and people gave up on Bitcoin as a medium of exchange. Um, but now Lightning Network has really reinvigorate, reinvigorated that energy. And we're seeing, you know, a lot of the, the uh, people that are building technology, just allowing people to send, you know, Satoshi's instantly a, a very, very, um, you know, negligible fees. And so I think that's a that's a positive thing. I think that's a that's a good thing for us to um, get behind. And Tipping is just an example of uh, someone that came along um, and created a, a website where you could log in with Twitter um, and uh, you can you can send satoshis, um, you know, around the internet and tip people. I remember originally uh, the first play at this in the early days was a company called Change Tip. Um, and change tip didn't, I mean, it, it started to be, you know, it got a lot of um, hype around being an early application for Bitcoin, but the transaction fees uh, made such user cases um, not possible. And the company, I, I believe it didn't make it in the end. I think it went past, I can't quite remember. Um, but Tipin now has um, built this technology on the Lightning Network and really we're getting a reinvigoration of people that are building Bitcoin to serve the, 
medium of exchange uh, use case, which was always what the idea behind Lightning was. Um, now, it, there's, there's still so many usability issues, and maybe we can go a deeper discussion into Lightning. Um, but it, it's just great to see right now that there's this um, energy that's re-emerged around this, which I think is an important part of the ecosystem. Uh, yeah, that is really a great point. This the energy, the energy point in, in terms of comparing it to the old days when people were coming out with little quirky little ideas like this. It is it is similar. That's a really awesome point. Um, a, everybody, check out the links below. Simon is linked to below. Pound that like button. And yes, Simon, I would like to get into the user uh, experience with uh, with Lightning. And uh, when do you think it's going to be a little bit easier to use? Um, so, well, it is getting easier, but it's still bloody hard to use. Um, so, you know, I, I, I've started to make my first Lightning transactions. I've started to play around. Um, but there are, you know, I'm really excited about um, the fact that this is, you know, we're getting, we're getting some volume here. We're getting some exciting numbers. Um, there is definitely exponential growth in terms of the number of Bitcoins that are um, held up in these channels that allow for the, the instant payments. Um, but there, there are some really unknown and interesting questions that still need to be answered. Um, and I preface this with, I believe that entrepreneurs will, keep, will create solutions to this. Um, that's the idea behind this, um, that every time you point out a problem, then that's an opportunity for an entrepreneur to create a business to solve that problem or even for an open source um, you know, hacker cypherpunk to create a solution for the, for the good of the community. That's how all this was all built. Um, but there is you know, an interesting question in that the, it, you know, the way that Lightning Network works is you either have to have a Lightning node, which is just completely unusable. You know, um, only the geekiest of the geekiest are gonna do those and Lightning nodes are going on exponential growth path right now. Um, and some of the companies that are building, um, you know, lightning nodes and allowing people to do that easily are going well. But if you don't want to have a lightning node, then you do have to trust in a custodian. Um, and that, that is kind of against the ethos of uh, what Bitcoin was originally designed to do. Um, and essentially, you know, that, 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 does, that is an, an open question um, that needs to be answered. So the answer to how do we improve usability? Well, we have to have more custodians, but do we want more custodians? Um, and uh, that is a real open question. And I know a lot of the wallets, so I've been playing around with a couple of the wallets. Um, and uh, I've also been playing around with some nodes. And you know, the experience of setting up a node is just not fun. I'm not a technician. I'm a finance guy that got into technology because Bitcoin was just such a, you know, I believe such an important thing in the world, but it drives you into um, technology um, and you end up finding yourself in situations where you're trying to figure out how to set up a node. Um, but that is definitely not a user experience for the masses and Lightning is meant to be a massive solution. So you end up with a, a custodial alternative where someone runs the node for you. Um, and I'm really, really intrigued and interested to see where we're going to take this next, um, because there's no doubt about it that uh, Lightning Network uh, can definitely produce, you know, um, almost infinite scaling for Bitcoin. Um, it's just many of the user experiences that are turning up, we're kind of treating it almost like an altcoin, where you're getting your Bitcoin, then you're converting it into Litecoin, um, uh, Litecoin. you're converting it into Lightning. Um, 
and the user experience feels a bit like an oitcoin which is just not a, a great user experience at this stage but you know um i remember when bitcoin when you you had to you know um download some software on your computer and there was no mobile apps there was no user experience there was no usability in this so i'm, I'm not treating this as uh unsolvable issues but a mountain of opportunity for entrepreneurs to create solutions because right now um, it is going through exponential growth but definitely not at the consumer level and um, i think you know having people like uh, jack darcy behind this that are actually going to integrate into usable systems for the masses um, is really a, a, you know an important important thing that, that we need to see to get adoption for this well, Lightning Network would work uh, very nicely with uh, Twitter if it was built into Twitter. That would uh, that 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 would solve a lot of Twitter's problems, I, I think, uh, in spamming and uh, trolling and such. Uh, uh, you know, people paying not to to see that type of stuff. Very small little payments. Now you go you go into custodial accounts. That it's uh, right now using Lightning Network. Yeah, it, custodial uh, solutions are an easy solution. And do do we want custodial solutions well you know looking at the broader picture here it seems like <laughs> it seems like bitcoin as a whole and cryptocurrency as a whole uh people are into custodial uh accounts and letting other people control their private keys and and this is it, this is not going to stop this is not going to slow down um and so i i could see the same thing happening with lightning i know i mean again we on this channel we understand the control your own private key uh uh solution or line but we're, we're the exception uh and i just what i'm wondering my my bigger question is i've heard all sorts of numbers of the percent of people in the united states who actually own crypto and or the percent of people in the world who actually own crypto and whatever that number is i would think the overwhelming majority have the have a third party holding their crypto uh my question is uh what what do you think the percentages are now uh, of, of people on the planet that have a uh, crypto and people uh in in bitcoin uh, people that have bitcoin in the united states or crypto in the united states excuse me yeah, so it's a really inter interesting question. Unfortunately, I've got no, you know, um, academic research to back um, what I'm saying. I'm just saying what I see and believe. Um, I think if you're just talking about the number of people, my guess would be that the vast majority of people um, would have a custodial wallet, a bank-like wallet, something like Coinbase, or they're leaving their coins at an exchange. Um, and certainly the numbers are much greater when it comes to, um, I, I guess, in Bitcoin, I think um, a lot of there are there are more people that would have learned the value of having a hardware wallet. In Ethereum, I think there is um, maybe a community because the applications require you to have your private key in order to gain access to them. Um, but in speculation of all sorts of altcoins and tokens and everything else, then the vast majority are just definitely holding those in exchanges. Um, in terms of actual number of people, I, 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 I mean, I'd guess it was still 90% of people are holding those with someone else. 10% of people are actually getting the hardware wallet. Um, and I guess you could look at the growth of companies like Ledger and Trezor to get some kind of analysis on it. I just haven't done the analysis myself. Um, yeah. But in terms of value, I think that's an important question as well, because I do think the big, big Bitcoin um, you know, people that are storing vast amounts of wealth 
um, in in crypto, I don't think they're going to be holding them at exchanges. And I think it's a very dangerous thing to do that because once your crypto becomes worth a certain amount, um, you're you know when it comes to withdrawing it, even if you started when it was worth a very small amount, and by the time it comes to withdrawing it, it's worth a lot more, uh, then you're going to have real trouble withdrawing that. Um, because you're going to have to explain where it, where it came from, what it did, how it got there, um, where it's going, and there'll be limitations on how much you can withdraw each day, and all sorts of things in order to comply with, um, you know, with the company, the custodian having to comply with regulations. So, um, the job of everybody is maybe you coming during a custodial solution, but the sooner you get that um, into a non-custodial solution. Um, at a time when it's safe because you've done the work to figure out, you know, how to secure them, um, then then you're not going to encounter that issue where you've got vast sums of wealth in a custodial solution without the ability to take it out because somebody doesn't like what, what you're doing with it or how you want to move it. Yeah. Now, now I've got a, a broad, even a broader question. I've heard the number that in in the United States of America, four and a half percent of people of citizens have cryptocurrency do, do you think that's overreach there do you think that's an exaggeration uh, um that's a really hard question for me to answer um so four and a half percent in terms of number of people so what there's like 350 million people probably i'm butchering this in america no no, no that's you um, you're, you're on the right track okay so so yeah you're we're saying 14 15 million people in the united states have it <laughs> I, I think i think that sounds like a, a a reasonable assumption that there might be 15 million people in the states um everyone in silicon valley has got it i know that um okay okay that and that's a that's a great point because when i hear four <laughs> percent i just I, it just it seems like a high number it seems mm. like a high number to me and then the, they, they talk about on the on the planet earth that two percent of all people have a cryptocurrency of some sort? Yeah, well, I believe, I believe that there are about 25 million customers at Coinbase. Um, Blockchain.com is a slightly different one because they, you know, you can open as many wallets as you want, but with Coinbase, these are actually individuals. Um, and I have no idea, but I reckon a big portion of Coinbase's customers are in the States. So I think we've got some corners of the world in some corners of the United States where it's it's very high. You just said everyone in Silicon Valley. I mean, if half the people in Silicon Valley really had crypto, I mean, that would that would skew the numbers. That would that would definitely uh, make it, you know. So, but I, I just, you know, when I- I, I would be I, amazed. I would be amazed if there's any, you know, anyone in, in Silicon Valley that is involved in the tech scene and doesn't have crypto that that would be very shocking to me very interesting you know i haven't i haven't interacted with those guys lately you know when i when my real life experiences is when i i go back to baltimore i see the family i talk to old friends and then that's why i'm like oh god it can't be like more than one percent of people have this thing but then again you know when, when if you're if you're living in palo alto you're probably like well half the world's got this already or something so yeah, it's that that is a good that is a good point, and I gotta I gotta think more about that. So I I would love there to be a a really official scientific study telling us, uh, you know what what are the percentages in in every country? Because it just sometimes I hear oh there's a lot of people in South Africa that have it, there's a lot of people in America that, and then just the numbers vary, and uh, 
to plan yeah so we we can have the study but but if if you can do the study then bitcoin is failing because it was designed so you can't do the study um so that people can have their privacy there we go pound that like button everyone and that is and that is part of the reason there's confusion out there that, that's that's a good point that's, that's, uh, should, that's we, should we should we ask simon's cat i got my uh my guest here all right yeah that was that was very good very good all right so now um Move, moving on from uh, th those numbers, let's talk about, well, some FUD-like numbers. There, there are two things that are being FUDded around, and I don't know if you've heard about it. And I, I know where you stand on one of them, I am sure. Uh, some people are trying to say, oh, they should increase the uh, number of Bitcoin that are produced uh, over time. That uh, it's, it's this 21 million limit, it's not cool anymore. So there's supply FUD, and then there's also uh, block size FUD. Some people want to make the uh, block size smaller. Uh, what, what are your thoughts on this? Uh, my thoughts are that um, if those two things could happen, then I think it would be very detrimental to um, Bitcoin because I think we're at a stage right now where we're sufficiently decentralized where any of those changes um, would cause so much contention that they'd be highly likely to lead to a hard fork um, and um, just not get through. Um, I think we are at the stage in Bitcoin where we need to rely upon the fact that um, a group of miners cannot collude together in order to change a protocol, or a group of developers cannot collude together in order to change a protocol, or a group of businesses cannot collude together in order to change a protocol, or a group of users cannot collude together in order to get change a protocol. Um, my belief and, and, and hope is that any of those suggested changes um, just would not get the consensus needed in order to make those changes. And if a group of people or a part of the, the uh, you know, the Bitcoin crypto economy um, could get those changes in, um, then it, it would, to me, it would make Bitcoin sound like it's uh, a bit weaker and a bit less decentralized than it feels at the moment. So um, it's all cool if you want to debate these things, if you want to put propositions forward, um, but getting consensus on those changes um, is going to be another thing. So anyone's yeah. allowed to put their proposals forward. And anyone can fork off too and create a inflation Bitcoin if they want to and see see how well that, that goes. Uh, yeah, I, I I do know you are uh, you are a big fan of the twenty one million, and uh, as am I. That's like well, one of the main yeah block size. You know, um, I I was somewhat. I, I've always been somewhat neutral in the block size debate. I've never professed to know the answer to that. I don't think anyone knows the answer to that. I think the arguments for increasing the block size are plausible. I think the arguments for decreasing the the block size are plausible, and I think the arguments for the level two um, scaling are plausible. Um, the the fixed money supply, then that would just completely change what I originally got involved with Bitcoin for. And if that were to ever change, um, then you know that would that would really uh, be something that uh, that would probably that would probably be the one thing that might even take me out of uh, being involved in Bitcoin. Um, yeah, I think I think a lot of people would say that, and that's that's how impossible such a scenario is. Uh, I mean, at least under the current circumstances, uh, you know, increasing the increasing the supply is. I mean, that's against the the, the foundational roots of uh, 
of, of Bitcoin. Now, uh, I want to I want to talk a little bit about the future here, and uh, what is going to be the I mean the main catalyst of Bitcoin's growth in the future is it going to be lightning type of stuff or is it going to be these the financialization of bitcoin what, what do you think is going to gain more attention and really are, are we on two separate paths here too can they both i mean they can exist simultaneously but will one in the near future at least the next five years what's going to uh take bitcoin to the moon the more bit the more useful bitcoin is at the time when your traditional money becomes less useful, the more it will go to the moon, as it were. Um, so at the moment, um, Bitcoin is useful um, for people that want to own their own money, spend their own money without censorship, um, have money that's unconfiscatable, you know, other than someone actually trying to steal the actual uh, private key. Um, and the fact that there's a fixed money supply creating economics that reward the saver over the long term over the, the debtor. The traditional financial system is the exact opposite. It's custodial. You can't own your own money. You have to get permission in order to spend your money if someone doesn't like the way you're doing it. And the money supply continually changes based upon the politics of the country that you happen to reside. And if you happen to reside in Venezuela, then your savings are depleted to nothing. If you happen to reside in the States, then as long as the government can sustain their what was $2 trillion debt in 20, uh, during the financial crisis, that is now $22 trillion debt, that is now $240 trillion global debt, then as long as that system perpetuates itself, then your savings will still be there. But over the long term, they will deplete and you have to work harder in order to add to the, the, the dollar supply. Um, Every time the user experience of traditional money gets worse, and I don't mean Jack Darcy creating Square that allows people to have merchant adoption for small amounts of money. I mean people that have money on deposit and it gets bailed in, um, or people that have money um, and, the, um, and the, they're told that they can no longer withdraw it for cash, or people that um, have savings um, and uh, they travel to a country that uh, the government doesn't think you should be traveling to and therefore they tell you that you're no longer allowed to spend your money. Or the central bank coming along and having to bail out the entire financial system because the private banks are about to lose everyone's deposits and they have to create a blockchain-based fiat currency that ruins the user experience of money to the point where you can no longer spend it and taxes auto-collected and governments exercise so much control over your financial position that you are driven to something else. So the, 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 the long answer is the worse the user case of traditional money gets, and the traditional financial system is really on a good path to making traditional money a very bad user experience. It's only good for people that spend small money and don't, you know, you don't have too much wealth in, in traditional money. Um, and the better and more usable we can make Bitcoin. So lightning is not something that has to happen in order to make Bitcoin um, happen. It just makes it more useful um, in order to actually make microtransactions faster um, and uh, you know, cheaper if that, if that can actually happen. Um, and so really it is, it is just the Bitcoin just to, just to become, needs to continue becoming more usable. It's got a, a critical mass of people building on top of this technology to make it better and better and better. 
Um, and the traditional financial system just needs to continue doing what it's doing and figure out how they're going to actually repay that $240 trillion of debt without wiping out everybody's savings um, in the largest Ponzi scheme that we've seen in financial history. Now, does, does a Bitcoin ETF make Bitcoin more usable? Um, what, what, a, what a Bitcoin ETF does is if the traditional financial system implodes, then you will lose all the custody um, of the funds that you had in the Bitcoin ETF. In the meantime, it will track the, the, the progress of the actual Bitcoin um, and it will allow people to onboard in a way where it buys them enough time to figure out how to actually get the real Bitcoin, own a hardware wallet and take personal responsibility for their own personal security. Uh, because you're gonna need to learn that anyway because hackers are gonna wanna be hack everything especially as everything goes techno and, and uh, AI and all that stuff anyway. So you've got to learn at some point how to protect yourself from hackers. Um, and the ETF is just, to me, an onboarding system that drives tremendous funds of money that takes out Bitcoin supply because the ETF is going to be a long-term hodler by definition, which decreases the supply of Bitcoins available um, and uh, held up in a way that I personally wouldn't like to store them, um, but will be convenient for lots and lots of money that hasn't entered the market yet um, and buy people enough time to either that goes down with traditional financial um, pressures or gets rehypothecated or whatever they're going to do in the traditional financial system um, while you learn how to actually take self-responsibility, self-wealth, um, and learn how to earn your own private key as the skill that you're going to need for the future for everything anyway. Personal responsibility is a new counterculture, as they say. Pound that like button, everybody. Follow me on Twitter at TechBalt, T-E-C-H-B-A-L-T. Remember, a new show here every day. Get T-shirts below, support the show, et cetera. Uh, I, I want to stick with this a little bit here. Let's imagine that it's, it's 2021 and the Lightning Network experience is like seamless. It's, it's easy. It's, everyone can do it. At the same time, there is, a Bitcoin ETF has been out for a year. What's a bigger story? Um, well, I mean, you know, that, that is the, the scenario that I think we're definitely going to have. You're going to have an ETF that's taking out a lot of the money supply. Um, and then you've got people that can actually use Bitcoin. They can store it and they can use it the way that, um, you know, uh, very fast and cheap at the same time. Um, and I believe that there is, you know, that the, the, this system, while it still works, um, might create a, a great user experience and people will benefit. Um, but this side is where, where you've got to get to um, eventually. And you might have the story that uh, the ETS private key was compromised or hacked. Um, and the, you know, and that significantly reduces the money supply of Bitcoin if someone can't access the ETF um, Bitcoin. Um, and then the people that are using it and have it on their hardware wallet would kind of benefit from the price increase that would happen as, uh, as initially people realize that that's a disastrous event. But just like, I, I, it, it was similar to, I, I don't know if you remember the, the Silk Road price action. Um, initially, when um, the Silk Road got taken down, there was like a real crash in the price and panic because people were thinking, okay, this use case of Bitcoin's gone. Um, but then people started to realize that these Bitcoins are, are kind of held up and uh, people had a perception that that might be good for the 
uh, Bitcoin ecosystem and, and tidying up the brand. And so the price kind of went up and I could imagine something similar happening. But I, I, I honestly don't believe that uh, that it, it, it could happen. Um, but it would be incredibly interesting if one of these large financial institutions with all the regulations um, couldn't set up uh, an incredibly, um, you know, sophisticated technical setup where those bitcoins uh, can't be compromised when they're. And that is the whole thing. That's why the SEC is taking their time. Um, you know, how is that going to be custodial and what, what are the market manipulation? Yes. Well, I, I want to go back to, again, we, we this was kind of implied beforehand, but this week in Bitcoin and cryptocurrency, this month, uh, beyond in the news, in, in the United States at least, and I'm, I'm worldwide, there seems to be a trend toward uh, socialism, a lot, a lot of talk. It's uh, it's cool again to be, 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 be a socialist. And, and there's some people <laughs> that are uh, kind of panic stricken and are woe is me type of people. Uh, for me, I look on the bright side. I think this is great news for Bitcoin. Uh, but what I'm wondering is when <laughs> when are going to when are some of the people that are in panic mode going to realize like okay, if they go the socialist direction, then we got to go the Bitcoin. You just can't sit there. You just can't sit there. You you, you got to get into Bitcoin. Uh, do you think all the have you heard this socialism talk? And uh, do you think it's good for Bitcoin? Um, I haven't really heard like this the, the 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 social trends versus capitalism trends and and socialism. I mean, I'm guessing that they're referring to the fact that uh, it might create more inequality or something like that. But at the moment, everyone has the opportunity to be involved, no matter how small or how big, and everyone should be involved in a you know in a small way, just as a, a hedge and an an insurance policy. Um, in yeah, not not too sure on uh, what. Well, the I'm saying in 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 general, there's been a lot of talk about Bernie Sanders and some other politicians in the United States think that the direction of the country uh, of the world should be towards socialism, where people's uh, everyone's got to pay for all these government programs and uh, your money can be basically you can be taxed out of existence. And I think that's great news for Bitcoin. That uh, so instead of people being in fiat, they learn the hard way that hey, they should be in Bitcoin, and they won't have to play into that system. That that's that 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 broader uh, picture is what I'm talking about. That the as more and more people want to be bailed out in this world, I think that's good news for Bitcoin. I think it's uh it it, it presents a a good use case for Bitcoin. It that you don't want to play if you don't want to play in that realm where you can have a. Uh, you, you can be part of a bailout and get into Bitcoin because they can't take that away. So like a counterculture against, um, you know, um, the, yeah, I, well, that would be an interesting study to see. Um, exactly. Think- exactly. It's the counterculture. That, when, when, but when are people going to wake up to this? That, that this is the way to, it's mainstream culture is, is heading towards socialism is, is what I'm seeing. Uh, at least, you know, why, seeing some of these videos coming from the United States and people saying, hey, I'm $250,000 in debt because of college, and now Bernie Sanders is gonna bail, bail me out. Um, that, that's, I mean, everyone thinks that's a great idea. <laughs> but, uh, and then the counterculture is toward personal responsibilities, toward hold, holding Bitcoin. And I just, um, I, I wonder when, when more and more people will uh, f- figure it out, that uh, th- this is a way to opt out of the, the system, that, that's, uh, that's, that's yeah, what it tends is. to be adoption in crypto tends to be driven by either necessity, um, which we haven't really experienced, um, you know, at, at a great extent yet, 
um, or speculation. And I think I'm okay with that. If people get into crypto for speculative reasons, and then the side effect of that is that they find out that there's this great system that exists outside the traditional financial system, um, then, then, then that's great. So, uh, but it, it tends to be, you know, I think most people are driven by the emotion of um, greed um, rather than uh, the, I guess, the emotion of fear, uh, which will be the necessity. And people tend to leave the emotion of fear right until the very last second when they need it the most. And it might, and it's, it, it's so, which is where most people are. Yeah, but short-term thinkers won't find out about it until the end, until they're they're forced to. That's why you got to be a, a a long-term thinker. You'll find out about it beforehand. You plan, you see the direction the world is going in, and instead of waiting to the last second when you're panic-stricken, you, you get in now. So what, what uh, I think what I think is really interesting in that, um, in terms of, I think people need to start actually thinking like speculators, and let me let me explain that a little bit more. Um, I was having a thought the other day that. Actually, although you might consider yourself an investor and you might not consider yourself a speculator, but actually, aren't we all speculating um, in everything we do? If you decide to do not learn about Bitcoin and hold all your money in dollars or pounds or um, you know Hong Kong dollars or whatever your local currency is, then essentially you're speculating without even knowing it about it on the credit risk of the bank. Um, and the ability for the government to manage that money in a way that you think is that is responsible and works in your interest. And then if you decide to buy a house or real estate or invest it, then essentially you're speculating on the money supply um, being perpetuated by debt and credit risk banks and governments perpetuating the system um, because property prices probably probably wouldn't go up if the, if the, 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 the monetary system were to change. And so what I, what I think is an, a useful thing to, for people to think is imagine your wealth, whether that's a, a credit card or a small amount, the, the money that you have access to. How you hold it is actually you might just by default not put it in Bitcoin, not look at um, whether dollars is a, is a reasonable place to put it or another currency. But essentially, by opting out of the by opting out of making that decision, you're handing over the speculation to somebody else. Because we all are speculating. We're speculating on our currency, on our banks, on the system working, on the government's policies, on Bitcoin, on stocks, on shares. Wherever you allocate your resources is a speculation. And I think you need to educate yourself and really determine consciously what you're actually willing to speculate on rather than having someone else decide um, how to speculate for you. Oh, yeah. But mo most people aren't, you, aren't into critical thinking like that to even uh, to analyze the situation as deep as you just described. But uh, hey, if you are, think about it long and hard. Uh, what is the, the risk profile of, of that bank? Is it, is it worth it to be involved with the dollar and let them hold hold your dollars for you? Is it Or is it a better idea to control your own private key and be in Bitcoin? I think everyone knows where Simon and I are, are on, on that one. So uh, let us, uh, let's move on to Samsung. That, that was in the news. Did, did you have any thoughts on that? Samsung phones are, are going to have a, a, a crypto wallet maybe in them. Um, yeah, I mean, I, th I think it's uh, it, it's great sign of times that um, these large hardware manufacturers um, are actually looking to do stuff in the crypto space that they've decided that crypto is significant enough and interesting enough for them 
to actually either get, sell more phones because they can market to the crypto community um, or that they can increase the utility of their phone by saying that crypto is significant enough for people to actually want that um, part of integrated in the phone. And, um, you know, the, this is this is really a, an incredible sign of times that uh, we, we kind of take it for granted now um, that, uh, you know, all of these, th this tiny little thing um, is, is attracting so bitcoin is so mainstream in my mind right now when you have things like um samsung saying that they're actually going to integrate wallets now whether that adds any utility to you as an individual i mean i don't know i don't know how they're going to set it up maybe the phone is a hardware wallet or or what's the point because you can just download an app anyway i don't know what the user experience is going to be um, but the fact that they're actually thinking like this just says to me that the, the writing's on the wall about where crypto is going. You know, this this is just to me, it's just inevitable now. Um, the fact that so many companies and so many people all around the world are thinking like this, and to me, the bear market was just—it's—it's it, it's crystal clear to me that um, this bear market was mass accumulation, over-the-counter trades to accumulate as much Bitcoin as humanly possible. Wall Street and NASDAQ and stock exchange all of a sudden and Fidelity and everyone all of a sudden uh, all extremely, you know, seeing Bitcoin as this reputable thing. Originally, they laughed at it. Then they tried to take it out with the word blockchain. Then they tried to create their own things. And now they're talking about how Bitcoin's the only reputable thing that they could actually create custodial solutions for or ETF solutions for or cryptocurrency exchanges for. Um, and all of these financial institutions, all of these large companies, um, all getting involved in this during, you know, and building this technology. It's just, you know, to, to call this a bear market just because of the price. Um, I, I, I can't put into words how much technological development, how much integration this has is taking in the world. And very few people actually know that and realize that. And I just, I'm just certain that the last year was just about ginormous mass accumulation and redistribution of Bitcoins in this bear market before every single financial institution and large companies start releasing their, their solutions. Um, and just you know, having Samsung put that, integrate that into the phone. Um, you know, we take these things for granted now, but this is, this is really, really big, powerful companies that are saying crypto is not going anywhere. I don't know how you reverse it from here. I don't know what people don't understand. This is part of the, you know, this is integrated into pretty much everything we're going to be doing. And very few people realize that right now. And the bear market produces maybe the last opportunity for people to, to get involved in that if they can just think beyond um, some short-term price movements and what's happening here. These companies do not mess around their reputation on things that are fly-by-night and going to disappear. Writing is on the wall, people. Pound that like button. Well, I think they're, you're like, what are, what are people waiting for? What, are they, uh, what aren't they noticing? Well, they, they, I agree. They're probably all sorts of institutions that people don't like, that they blame their problems on, that are accumulating Bitcoin right now, while these individuals who blame their problems aren't doing a thing. For them to be, for them to understand though that 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 institutions are really accumulating it, they're going to have to see it. And one day 
one day, I don't know when that day is going to be, but it will be pretty obvious who bought the Bitcoin, who, which companies have the Bitcoin. Right now, we don't, we don't know who's been, you know, as the price has gone down and every, all these people in terms of fiat and people have been selling, we don't know who's been buying this. We don't know. I mean, we're, you're, you're assuming uh, that it's been, and I also think it's companies. We don't know. But one day, um, they're going to make it quite clear that they have it. And then people are going to be like, uh-oh, I should it, it. It'll be too late at that point. It, it will be way too late at just, that point. Just think about this. Have you ever heard Samsung talk about integrating stocks and shares into their phone? That doesn't happen. Have, they, have, have you heard Samsung talk about how they're going to make it easy for people to integrate with gold. Yeah, there you we know. go. That that is what I oh man, that's beautiful. That I gotta tell all the gold people that one. That's a continue, sorry. That's <laughs> it. That's it. I mean, you know, you're the, the the writing's on the wall with this. It's um you, you know, okay, Samsung could just be a, 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 an idiot that got it wrong. Um, but I don't think they are. I don't no, think they you know but they, at the same time we, we have what companies out there are, are talking about? Oh yeah, we're we're in, incorporating gold into our uh, into the way we do business. There's you wouldn't know, you wouldn't it would just be an app that some gold person creates an app. It's not exactly. going to go into the phone. But this is crypto. This is being like integrated into the plumbing and engineering of some of the largest companies in the world. It's it's just truly incredible. Yeah, and you can't do that with gold. I'm, I'm getting into a different subject matter right now because there's always these people say, oh, I'd rather have gold. I'd rather have something that I can touch. Uh, this Bitcoin thing is just a fad. But uh, no, it's uh, when, you, when you put it in that perspective, who uh, we've got these companies speaking up, you know, Twitter, Jack Dorsey, whatever, very interested in Bitcoin, very interested in corporate. You can't, even if you wanted to, you couldn't incorporate gold. It, uh, it's it's so past tense. It's so it's uh, I people ask me still, you know, do you have any gold, Adam? No, and this this is the reason why it's this like it's not very exciting. This well, is the gold, the gold debate is it, it's you, you can make it a bit more simple. Um, it doesn't need to be gold or crypto. Um, there's two different use cases. If you are incredibly wealthy and you want to preserve your wealth, um, then you know gold has decades and decades and centuries and millennials, whatever you call it, of experience at being a store of value. It maintains its value. Um, if you are looking to increase your capital in a speculative way, then for the first time in history, um, we've got this new thing that I call a speculative store of value. And that is that Bitcoin one day could become a very good store of value, just like gold is today. Um, and at that point, when it's kind of stable, it could be a medium of exchange and all the units of account and all the interesting things that come with that um, and world reserve and whatever you want to call it. Um, but at the, today, the vast majority of the world don't know that. And that's why there's an opportunity to speculate on whether Bitcoin can become a real decent store of value. And the, the difference between the number of people that believe this could be a store of value um, versus uh, it actually becoming a store of value is the speculative opportunity to increase your wealth based upon whether that actually happens. Now, that's kind of different to a store of value where you're just saying, I've got this amount of wealth and I want to preserve it and I don't want it to increase and I don't want to speculate. Um, and so really those, those are two, two different asset classes. Um, but to me, you know, gold is kind of on the trend around if Bitcoin does become that store of value, which um, to me is the writings on the wall, um, then there's a great speculative opportunity to benefit from 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 getting there. And gold kind of feels like 
petrol when everything's going electric. All right, let's uh, expand upon this a little bit. This this has to this deals with this subject matter a bit. Uh, we we've got a guy like Jeff Bezos who has become incredibly rich uh, through the internet and now what is considered more a uh, traditional means. Now. Uh, let's pretend he gets to keep all his wealth uh, after his divorce. Let's just pretend. Will, will the first trillionaire on earth be someone like Bezos or will it be someone from the world of crypto? Um, it, well, to, to me, it's, uh, the, you know, I'm pretty sure it would be crypto. That's a timing question. Um, and I think the, 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 the timing for crypto becoming you know, more useful to more people and becoming worth so much. But there's already enough people that own enough crypto um, and enough Bitcoin um, that, you know, that the, the they can, I can see them becoming trillionaires within a, with a, within a small time frame if this all goes the way it's meant to go. I mean, this is, so right now, you know, you go to most uh, in industrialized parts of the world, Western part of Western world, people know who Jeff Bezos is. They know who Bill Gates is. You're, you're by the end of the next decade, the next decade, there could be someone from crypto that is, is just like that. It's just known. But right now is not. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I don't I don't know. I mean, you know, we're during our crypto bull market, I'm pretty sure Vitalik got pretty close. Um, you know, there are there are there are some there's some tremendous wealth in this industry. I, I just I've, I'm thinking about it like we all of us here in, in, in our little world of crypto, we're very familiar with all the names of crypto. But, you know, most people you, you say Vitalik, uh, they don't know outside of our world. They don't know who it is. But, you know, one one day he could be just his name could be just like or someone just like him. The, the Winklevi, for example, that their names, it, it would just be like uh, talking about Bill Gates or uh or uh, what's it? Or, or Jeff Bezos? I, I look forward to that time. I I, I do. I, I believe it it will happen. But I'm, I'm thinking out loud a little bit here. Yeah. The the only issue is nobody wants to disclose the the, the number of bitcoins they got. So. Um, yeah, but, but I think we've got to put with with uh, what's their faces with the Winkle buy. I think it's pretty much known that they they might have one percent of all the Bitcoin out there. Well, again, it's not it's not exactly known, but with that number in mind, one could uh, calculate when they would become uh, trillionaires. Sure, as I, in, I, as I imagine it, uh, the Winkle vibe being the type of people that would just disclose it for 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 their reasons anyway. Well, yeah, to get the final shot on uh, Zuckerberg there, you know, <laughs> that they now we've won, we finally. You know, they they are in a, a copy, and he's of course one of the uh, richest people on earth that everybody knows his name also. So one day, maybe them too. That would be great. Um, all right, let's see what else there. We talked about the trillionaire. Oh, let's have a quick uh, a, a bank to the future update. Any news that you'd like to share? Yeah, so a couple of things. Um, we have launched our secondary market. Um, that means that uh, our investors can now buy and sell shares in um, our Bitfinex SPV. Um, every share on the platform is backed by a share in Bitfinex and people can um, buy and sell those now um, on our OTC um, online trading desk and uh, platform. Um, we're also iterating out into the security token market. So we launched the BF Wallet, which is a, an app for iOS and Android that allows you to hold security tokens. Um, and we're really excited about some of the things that um, are coming out in terms of 
uh, tokenization on Bitcoin as well. Um, at the moment, it's all done with Ethereum. All the innovation is in Ethereum in terms of the tokenization area and the securities token. Um, but I think we're seeing, uh, you know, a, a reemergence with um, the Liquid Network, um, which was created by the Blockstream, the Blockstream team, um, which allows for tokenization of securities on the Bitcoin blockchain and one-minute confirmation times. Um, and uh, that can also um, is already integrated into the Lightning Network, which can allow for ultra-fast transfer of these um, these uh, these securities. Um, and uh, also, there's uh, you know we were investors in um, Rootstock, and uh, their technology is now live. I've already started um, moving around tokens that were built upon the Rootstock sidechain, and I think they made an announcement where 45% of the mining network is merge mined, which means that they simultaneously mine Bitcoin and the Rootstock network. Um, and so it's uh, really interesting to see that some of these Ethereum use cases are actually coming to um, Bitcoin. And so there's a whole nother layer of um, whether that's actually gonna, gonna happen. And so, yeah, at the moment, the Banks of the Future wallet is built upon Ethereum, but we're, we're also really mindful of seeing if we could take a lot of the equity that we have in the most valuable companies in crypto. And uh, because of our unique structure, whereby we can trade those back and forth on our secondary market, we could also at some point allow those to be tokenized securities that you can hold on your wallet. Um, and there will be real-time pricing for, you know, like say the top 10 or 20 um, top companies in the Bitcoin and crypto uh, area. So we're, we're really excited about building out that ecosystem um, and uh, yeah. Well, speaking of top companies, uh, a company that people mention a lot is Binance. Uh, you, your thoughts on the Binance coin and on Binance in general? Well, um, Binance is an incredibly um, successful company that achieved its success in a very short period of time um, due to some market timing, good management and good decisions and forecasting the market and getting ahead of certain trends and also having an element of luck and timing um, behind them. But uh, I haven't got bad things to say about Binance. They seem like a, a company that uh, listens to their customers. Um, they've created a token around their um, ecosystem and um, they're showing that there is a use case that you can create a token that gets valued over a billion dollars um, based upon the utility of that token within the ecosystem, which creates a new um, you know, class. I think we're going to see a scarcity in, in these reputable tokens after we had, you know, 2,000 of them created in 2017 that need to disappear. Um, but, uh, you, you think know, the, you, you think the value is based on the utility or do you, or do you think the value is based on people thinking they're investing in Binance? I, I, I wonder, that's, that's my thought on that. <laughs> Both, but um, you know, on on the uh, on the Binance platform, you can get discounted trading fees by paying with the Binance token, and, and a lot of people are trading on Binance. They're, they are they have got a lot of volume, um, and a lot of people are using that utility. And now they launch a decentralized exchange, and they're using the token as part of the ecosystem. So there is there is a utility. That, granted, it's definitely speculation based. Um, whether people are investing in the Binance token, thinking it's Binance equity, uh, that would be interesting. And I think that's something that we could actually help um, at Bank to the Future because as an equity platform, um, if we can make uh, equity 
trading available for companies like uh, Binance. We, that's not one that's available on our platform right now, but we can certainly try and make that happen. Um, then it'll be interesting to see whether people actually uh, value the equity or the token, but then the company will probably hold a significant portfolio, sorry, reserve of the token, and therefore the equity value will go up with the token value. It's, it's just an, an, an interesting um, thing that's that's kind of a side effect from this token economy that was created. Well, we have talked about it all on today's show, and we are approaching the end. So, Simon, any final thoughts, anything that we left out, anything you want to mention that, that's popped into your head while we've been talking this last hour? I think we covered it all, Adam. You know, in summary, we're, we're in a bear market and an incredible amount of things are being built at the moment. Um, the desire and appetite for people to build for this industry um, has just had a big, big, big shakeout. We've had companies go bust that were mismanaging funds. Um, we've had people that were here just for the fast buck disappear. Um, and it's left a really, really healthy ecosystem of people that are building at the protocol level and a great ecosystem of companies that are really building right now. And also institutional companies that are looking to bring the, ne the next wave of institutional money into the industry and corporations like Samsung that are saying crypto is important enough to be integrated into our next uh, phone because we think that there's, a, there's an economy out there and we need to be part of it. Uh, so it's it's just the, the crypto bear market is just such a great opportunity to accumulate and be involved in something when other people are just too short-sighted and, and not patient enough to to be involved. And unfortunately, those would be the people that would be buying crypto at, at new time highs and creating podcasts only when there's hundreds of thousands of people to view the videos. Um, but I guess it all contributes to adoption and we go through the, the next cycle again. Uh, it's all cyclical. I love leaving it on a positive note. You got a lot of positive vibes from this show today, people. Pound that like button. And of course, check out the links below. I linked to Bank to the Future, to Simon. Uh, check that. Check him out. Um, you know, Go through the archives, watch other shows that Simon's been on. He's been saying this. Hey, hey, he sticks with it just like I stick with it. We both got conviction for this. And it just takes some, it takes some patience and uh, have a strong hand. Don't be freaked out by some of these stories that you hear out, out there. Uh, listen to Simon more. Come come to the channel more. Again, I do a new show here every day. Follow me at TechBall, T-C-H-B-A-L-T on Twitter. And uh, again, This Week in Bitcoin is every Friday. So check out TechBall.com to watch all of them. Um, Adam I mean, Meister. I will say one more thing, actually. Um, I've, I've started to go um, live on the Bank to the Future YouTube channel um, weekly. Um, it's, not, it's not, you know, uh, when I come on Adam Meister's channel, I can talk about Bitcoin and all these things that are happening. Um, for those that are specifically interested in investing in the, the crypto ecosystem, then we've started to actually go live on the Bank to the Future YouTube channel. Um, and I'm going live every week. So trying, trying to put some more content out there as well yeah i thought that was a good idea I, I saw that on your twitter feed that there's all of a sudden these new videos with simon dixon out there but they're they're produced by bank to the future so that's a that's a great idea people check them out they are they are out there and yeah everyone wants to see more videos from simon dixon so this is i'm, I'm glad you're jumping on that okay everyone again i'm adam meister bitcoin meister disrupt meister subscribe to the channel pound that like button shabbat shalom see you tomorrow Thanks a lot, Simon. Bye-bye, everyone. See you.